This is the Jam Plan Podcast. I'm Westside Jordan, and I'm here with BNKD. What's up? And we're here to talk about our top five favorite storytelling rap songs, and I, I'll jump right into it. So coming at number five for me is War, is Regulate by Warren G. Uh, this song is... they Warren G and Nate Dogg rap on a classic G-Funk beat with a... With the iconic whistle that I think every West Coast rap fan or even every rap fan can uh, can notice due to how iconic it is. And throughout, when they're telling the story, Warren G and Nate Dogg take turns telling the story and their side of the story and how it's going down. So the, the story is pretty much about Nate Dogg looking for Warren G while also looking for, for women at the same time. During this time, and when Warren, and when Nate Dogg finds... Warren G. Warren G. is getting robbed, but Nate Dog takes care of them by by shooting the perpetrators. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, Warren after Nate Dog uh, takes care of them, Nate Dog and Warren G. They go they go riding around some more, and they find some girls and take them to the East Side Motel, which by the way they're from East Side Long Beach, and and the final verse is mostly. Uh, it takes uh, they take they stop talking about the story and start talking about how G funk is more of a lifestyle and than say just a musical genre and how it has impacted their lives and how it has also become a major part of the music industry. So for my number five is Regulate by Warren G. Classic West Coast song. Yeah, Man. most definitely. Where is the East Side Motel actually real? Uh, I do not know. I I can look that up real quick if you want. Yeah, you can do that. If you have a computer by yourself. Yeah, I, so much quotables on there, man. Yeah. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother said, damn, what's next? What What does the whole, what does regulate even mean? It means pretty much to, uh, yeah, just... I don't know necessarily exactly what it means, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with you know making sure that you keep your um, you know you keep your neighborhood safe from other people doing things to people you know yeah. that kind of stuff you know just kind of patrolling the neighborhood and if you gotta do something you gotta you gotta do something. Yeah, because I noticed that their albums also regulate the G funk era. Yeah. So I think it kind of means like the safeguard G funk or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could do Protect that the G-funk. too. You want me to go to the uh, my number five while you look it up? Yeah, you do that. All right. So my number five is actually Sixth in the Morning" by Ice T. I just love the minimalistic eight oh eight hard drum beat. I think that's eight oh eight. I'm not sure, but this song is definitely one of the earliest gangster rap songs. And that's piggybacking off of um, Schoolie D, who's like the first gangster rapper, but him and Ice-T are like the pioneer, pioneers of it. Ice-T made it more like commercialized, more popular in a way. And this is this song was so popular that uh, Ice, Ice Cube and Easy got inspiration from Boys in the Hood. Because it sounded like the cadence and kind of the subject matter is very similar to it. And Boys in the Hood is basically like... Um, 
I guess you can say six in the morning part two or kind of a cover version of it in a way. And that just tells you how much of a good song it is because it's been duplicated many times. And there's like iconic lines in there. And the story's just about Ice-T on the run from the cops once they get to his house at 6 a.m. And he skates through the back, the back window of his bathroom and he goes to the city streets. And throughout the whole song, he's just evading the police. He gets in a relationship with a girl. And he still continues to do criminal activities. And my favorite lyrics is, Six in the morning, police at my door. Fresh Adidas squeaking, squeak across the bathroom floor. And I just think that's a very iconic starting off line, you know. So that's my number five, Six in the Morning by Ice-T. Before I comment on that, I would like to say that there is no such thing as the Eastside Motel. Oh, okay. Damn, I thought there was. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for looking that up. And uh, that's also another uh, iconic West Coast song. Um, and also, you know, it's definitely also one of the first gangster rap songs and also kind of a pioneer of gangster rap. Yeah. To me, it sounds more, it doesn't even sound like a West Coast sound. It sounds more of like an East Coast sounding song. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah. That's how like NWA's first album was like. It's more East Coast yeah. based. And then once you get into their Niggas for Life album, that's when it starts getting more West Coast. You know, they were still trying to find that sound, though. But the subject matter is kind of like gangster rap, in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, what's your number four? So, coming at number four is Murder Was a Case by Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's a good one right there. Yeah. So, the first part of the song is more of a skit, which kind of explains the rest of the story. So essentially in the skit, Snoop Dogg gets shot up by some people who are kind of represent his enemies. Um, and then after that little skit, he goes into his first verse where he describes paramedics saving him, uh, but he is slowly dying. But while he's slowly dying, he hears a voice who we presume is the devil. And he essentially sells his soul to the devil to make more money and make his life a little bit more lavish and... You know, live a live what he perceives as a better life, and then in the second verse he describes you know waking up, uh, from his coma, and and he describes living his life with more money and how he's bought you know his family and his girlfriend all different kinds of things, um, but he also describes how after gaining a lot of this money he gets more greedy, and so in the third verse. It describes Snoop Dogg heading to Chino, which is a famous prison in California. Uh, he probably is heading to Chino due to his greed, due, probably did a crime uh, due to his increase in greed, which is probably part of the him selling his soul. Uh, and while he's in Chino, um, you know, a, a gang war is about to begin, and so everybody's kind of getting ready by you know rubbing their toothbrushes on the floor to make them sharp. Um, and this is due to his little homie, Baby Boo, getting shot, getting stabbed in the neck. Um, and I would almost want to say that Chino almost, Chino, the prison Chino probably, uh, is a representation of hell, uh, due to him selling his soul to the devil. So I wonder if Chino is hell because I've heard a lot of people describe prison as hell. Uh, and this song is played over a very ominous, yet still classic G-Funk sounding beat. Um, what I really love about this song is just just how ominous it sounds. And it's very, it's a very, 
it's very gangster sounding song and it kind of also kind of helps create the the west coast gangster sound so that's my number four which was murder was the case by Snoop Dogg interesting I didn't really I thought I thought murder was a case it was about uh, Snoop's uh, murder trial that he was on like he was gonna go to prison for because I think he like shot someone back in like 93 94 ish yeah 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 when when you look at the when I looked at the lyrics it sounds a lot more like he got shot, now he's describing what it's like to die and him selling his soul to the devil. Oh, okay. And that was yeah, on the Doggy Style album, right? Yeah, and that's what I thought, too. What you thought was exactly what I thought, too, also. Because most of the time when people say they get a case, that usually means that they caught... That means that they they allegedly committed that crime. Yeah, because there's been, like, rappers that rapped about them getting caught, like... Like Guru from Gangstar, he rapped... He made a song called JFK to LAX, where he got... it. He was gonna face prison time for like a uh, unlicensed gun, but he eventually got out of it though. Really dope song. Just want to bring that out. Murder the case is very underrated song also. Yeah. So yeah, we get to my number four, which is Stray Bullet by Organized Confusion. I just love like the menacing, the love. I love the menacing dark beat and it fits the tone of the song. So the song is basically talking about a the story of like a bullet going to going through it's like targets and stuff so it talks about how the bullet first goes and misses its uh, intended targets and it strikes a child in the playground see she was like a six-year-old girl and then it narrowly narrowly missing a second person and ricocheting off a car killing the third person and then there's another bullet which uh, gets stuck in like the wounds like the wounds the body of like a drug addict in the hospital and that's pretty much the whole um, concept of the whole song it's very interesting and Nas would go later to do a song similar to it but talking about a gun and I'll get to get to that later um so my favorite lyrics is let the trigger finger put the pressure to the mechanism which gives a response to the automatic bang clip to the clip to release projectiles and single File forcing me to ignite, then travel through the barrel, headed for the light at the end of the tunnel with with no specific target in sight. And I just thought that was a dope lyric. So that's my number four, Straight Bullet by Organized Confusion. I have not heard that song, so I got I got to check that one out. Yeah, you only you only can check it out on YouTube because I don't know what's up with them, but they you don't put their music on Spotify, which pisses me off. I kind of know like. If anyone in the comment like comments knows why their music isn't on Spotify, though, sadly. Yeah, I always hate it when like you can't find music on Spotify. Yeah, or what they do is like, you have like some of the songs, but not all of them. Like, like the songs be missing and stuff. I just really hate when they do that, man. Yeah, man. So for my number three is "Letter to Nipsey" by Meek Mill. Um, this song, I believe, was performed at the Grammys this earlier this year, um, which was intended initially to be just a tribute to Nipsey Hussle, but due to the earlier that day, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant, it kind of turned into a tribute to both. Um, so in the first verse, which is Meek Mill rapping, Meek talks about leaving Nipsey's funeral from the Staples Center and how, you know, things that, the things that had happened after he died, like Obama writing Nipsey Hussle a handwritten letter and the trip that he had planned to Vegas with Meek 
uh, and how Nipsey's death reminds him of his of his uh, protege, Lil Snoop, who got shot, uh, and reflects on his feelings about losing both Nipsey and Lil Snoop. Um, and then Roddy Rich, he kind of handles the chorus, and he's the artist on the second verse. And Roddy describes being in Miami and crying after hearing about Nipsey's death, and right, and then flying home to LA and. And once he has, once he's flown back home to LA, having a desire to kill somebody, due to Nipsey, due, and the anger that comes with losing somebody, but religion, his religious beliefs made him stop. And and towards the end of his verse, he shouts out Nipsey's other artists that he had, like Jay Stone and Pac Man and other <coughs> ones, um, and his brother Black Sam, and uh, his partner, and all of this is kind of done over a very emotional trap beat and so for my number three is Letter to Nipsey by Meek Mill I haven't heard that song before yeah it's to me it's pretty good and, and when I because I just kind of like it just kind of came randomly came up while I was looking for songs yeah. for this to do this list and I kind of realized wait a minute this is kind of a storytelling song so and it's a really, and it's one of the songs that I really like. It's probably one of my favorite songs of twenty twenty. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That like while I was doing research, that just popped up in your mind. Yeah. Damn, man. He does pay to do stuff last minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to my number three, which is "I Gave You Power" by Nas. Similar to the um, organized confusion, straight bullet. It takes like a, instead of talking about a bullet, it talks about a gun. I just love like the, the love I love the piano lace beat. It's one of the dopest concept songs similar to Stray Bullet. And the story just follows the perspective of a of an illegal handgun getting caught up in the violence. And one of my favorite lyrics from it is I seen some cold nights in the bloody days. They they grab me bullet spray. They use me wrong, so I sing this song on to this day. My my body is cold steel for real. I was made to kill. That's why, that's why they kept me concealed. I just like that line from it. That's my number three. I gave you power by Nas. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that song by Nas yet. Yeah, what, what album the, is it on? It was written album, his sophomore album. Okay. Yeah, definitely check that one out. So for my for my second favorite storytelling song is another West Coast classic. Um, which was Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day. So Ice Cube describes the morning as very idyllic. Uh, as he's living in L.A., he describes uh, the morning being without smog, which is being in L.A. very rare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of smog there. Yeah, and talks about uh, you know getting messages from a girl he you know would like to have relations with, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and then he played basketball that day and had a good day and talked to, and had a good day on the basketball court and the week talks about how the week before he had a triple double and and describes himself as playing like Michael Jordan um, and also describing how his enemies and the cops didn't bother him throughout the whole day uh, and later on that day he had a good day uh, playing dice and dominoes uh, and then even and then later on that night, 
uh, you know, he finally gets with the girl that he describes. I believe it's probably the same girl they talked about in the first verse. Yeah, it's Kim. Um, yeah. That's actually his wife. You didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, they've been together for quite some time. Yeah, they have. They have. I, I knew that. Um, <laughs> and then... And he describes the Lakers winning against the Supersonics, which at the time the Seattle Supersonics were pretty good. Uh, sadly, Seattle, the Seattle Supersonics do not exist anymore. They became the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is kind of sad, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, not to go off topic there. Uh, and, of course, the classic Goodyear blimp line, you know. Ice Cube's a pimp. Yep. And he describes his pager blowing up which at the time meant he's making sales if you know what i mean <laughs> drug sales um, yeah i'm not gonna you know uh you know i'm not gonna go into too much detail don't want to snitch on anybody but you know he could be selling <laughs> he could be selling an assortment of things you know he, and then right at the very end when the cut when he ice cube asks to cut out the beat and says that it kind of sucks about how you know he says he, he says to himself what am i talking about almost as if to say you know, days like this don't happen. Yeah, that's deep, man. So, yeah, for my second favorite storytelling song was Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Yeah, my dick runs deep. So deep that I have to sleep. She didn't yeah, hesitate to call. I'm not sure Ice how I feel about uh, talking about that line, but, you know, it's cool. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, there's so yeah, much quotables on there, man. What I like about it is just a very simple song, you know what I mean? It just talks about a normal day. Like, without having any problem. You know, people, like, people seem to go overboard with, like, storytelling songs. You know what I mean? You can just talk about, like, a normal day, you know. Just want to put that out there. And that's one of his popular songs. People consider that one of his best songs. Yeah, yeah, prob- yeah it's, it's probably his most popular song. Yeah. But, hey, it's a very good song. <laughs> yeah, it's a very iconic beat, too. Because once you hear that beat, you know, you know what song it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So we get to my number two, which is by far probably one of the most famous songs on here. That is Children's Story by Slick Rick, aka Ricky D, or whatever you want to call him. And people say this is probably one of the best storytelling songs of all time. I wouldn't argue with that, but this comes in at my number two. And the story is just very simple. It's like a cautionary tale. So it's basically start talking about how two kids just get into like robbing other people. And they, one of the kids becomes addicted to it. And then one day he robs an undercover cop and he's just like running away from him. And eventually it ends with him getting shot. And I just think this is a really good message because a lot of people want to look for kind of an easy way out or something illegal. And it kind of warns you against that. Like try to stay on the straight and narrow. Not everything is what it seems to be, you know. And I just love like the piano beat and the horn beat and like the scratches it has. And how it's kind of set up as a, like a storytelling song for the kids. Because he's like, if you look at the music video, he's like reading the kids a bedtime story. And I just really love it. It's one of the very quotable songs on there. And the sample's been used countless of times. Like, for example, This Is How We Do by Montel Jordan. You probably, you guys probably all heard that song. There's another song called Another Case by Crew, which is, uh, which is like children's story, kind of part two. But it, it's not, I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically like children's story. I guess you can call it a sequel to it. And it actually has a Slick Rick featured on there. Actually like another case. 
And then Children's Story by Black Star, which is another cover. That was an okay cover. It was just talking about radio execs and stuff. So my favorite lyrics are, There lived a little boy who was, who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you, tonight we're going to make some cash, robbing old folks, making the dash. They did the job, money came at ease, but one couldn't stop. It's like he had a disease. And I just think that's a very, that's one of those like popular lines from that song in hip-hop history because it's been heard countless of times. So that's my number two chosen story by Slick Rick. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good song with a good message within it. Yeah, exactly. Not that, you know, you know what I mean by yeah, that. Yeah, song. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah how kids should not be doing cautionary that. Cautionary tale, not, yeah. I'm not trying to promote <laughs> people to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Westside Jordan promotes this lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, I promote a lifestyle. I promote a positive two? lifestyle, not a negative lifestyle. Come on now. Come on now, being KD. Don't, yeah, don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we get to my number one, which is Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac. Ooh, that's a good one. Very, very dramatic song. Probably almost like the exact opposite of Ice Cube song. <laughs> um, this is not a. This is not a story that's about positive and it does not end positively at all sorry to you know spoil the ending there, but. <laughs> so it pretty much just at the beginning it describes Brenda's life how Brenda's mother's not really in her life and she has a dad who's addicted to drugs um, and she's in a relationship with with her cousin who is older than her what um, the fuck yeah, yeah. That. Let's just say the beginning is already just it's not good. Incestuous. Um, yeah, and she gets pregnant. Uh, I guess we should assume by this older cousin, which is just adding to this this very sad story. Uh, and then she ends up having the child on the bathroom floor, uh, kind of almost like uh, in a way to show how she's kind of alone in this. Yeah. Um. And. You know, when after she has a child, she she doesn't really want it at first, and so she throws the child away in a in a trash heap. Um, but eventually, she feels guilty and then takes the child out. Even though Tupac doesn't really say that, but he kind of alludes to that. She eventually does do that. Um, and sadly, the family only really cares about getting you know a check for the child. But when they stop getting those checks. Brenda kind of is on her own to make rent and so she start she's she tries to sell drugs but eventually gets robbed and then eventually due to getting robbed she has she stops selling crack but she still needs to make money so she becomes a prostitute which sadly becoming a prostitute gets her killed um we should assume that that just leaves the child with probably no parents I don't know if the boyfriend takes over but sadly that that leaves a, a child without a mother and very 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 dark song that uh very opposite from ice cubes today was a good day but the reason why i put the at number one is the is how tupac creates very strong imagery in this song also is definitely at the end of the day while it is a negative song it is it's a way to kind of shock people with this with this uh, very negative story to get them to try to change things so that way stories like this don't happen as much. 
Or, and so that we can prevent them from happening ever, even ever again if we can. Um, so yeah, for number one is Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac. Yeah, I definitely want to say this song is relatable. Not that I have a child or anything, but <laughs> you guys get what I mean. Like the whole single mother aspect about growing up without like a kind of like a boyfriend in life. He kind of ditches out all that. And it's just very relatable because sometimes they, they really have it hard, you know, taking care of a child by themselves. They want to like, they just kind of want to give up on the child, but they know they they want to raise the child better, you know. It's just really hard for them. One, One detail there. I also forgot to add was that Brenda in this story, she's only 12 years old. I thought she was 13, but... No, she's 12. Oh, shit. Damn. So, I mean, yeah, obviously Tupac, just... Tupac speaks for the people, you know? Yeah. That's a, dope, that's a heartfelt song. I need to re-listen to that song. That was on the um, Tupac Lips Now album, I want to say. It came out in 91. Yeah, I believe so, yes underrated album man. people only focus on like me against the world and from above there but he actually had some dope albums before that but not a, not as good as those you know what I mean? but yeah, yeah you thought you thought your song was dark wait until you hear mine so uh, number one is dance with the devil by immortal technique man it's probably like one of the darkest songs subject wise man like where do i start with the song it has a grimy somber beat piano beat throughout the whole song uh, I don't I don't know who the producer is on the song. I can't tell you. This song definitely takes a dark turn. So the song is basically about this kid named William growing up in the ghetto. He's like fascinated about materialistic stuff. He turns to selling drugs because uh, cause he wants to be like the, the big man on campus type of thing. He wants to have like materialistic ideas. I mean, um, materialism, like you know what I mean by that. But he, he sells drugs at a young age. His mother and his dad are like crack fiends, but eventually she gets so sober. But but as she gets sober, like his heart gets like colder. That was in a bar, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> so he wanted to get like a rep and respect. So he started robbing people, and he would do anything just so he can get a higher rep. So he went. He he was trying to impress the higher ups, and they they said, yeah, anyone can hold a gun and rob people, but it takes a real man to like kill a person. So he wanted to prove he was a no punk with him. So he meets him at a quarter to three, like three o'clock in the morning. And they wanted him to rape a girl, actually. And so they is, I want to say there's two of them counting him. So that'd be three. So they, they follow the girl in like an alleyway. And they begin to, to knock her down and put a short shirt over her head. And to prove himself, they make him like rape him. Like rape her, they they all rape her, but they wanted him to go first, and she was like fighting back, so they stomped her, they broke her jaw, and then uh, and then they didn't want any witnesses, so they asked him to kill her, to guarantee that he get a spot on the crew also, and so he pulls over the cover. I mean, he takes off the cover, and then he reviews reveals to be his own mother. So he basically raped his own mother. Man. And then he realized what he's done, and he knows there's no turning back, which is also sampled on there. I'm falling, and I can't turn back, which is sampled from Prodigy of Mob Deep on the song Survival of the Fittest. So he knows there's nothing. He he went down like a, a dark path, so he jumps off the bridge and, and commits suicide, and then the other people just end up killing his mother. And this is basically like a cautionary tale. And he says, I I wouldn't. I was there when um when William raped his mother. He didn't. 
mortal technique wasn't actually there. It was more of like a like imagery or some something metaphorical that there's been cases of this happening that people just want to get a rep, so they'll do anything. And then he's warning people of like not to dance with the devil because there's no when to you when to dance with the devil. There's it's too late. There's no going back. And one of my favorite lyrics is I once knew a nigga whose real name was William. His primary concern was making a million, being the illest hustler that the world's ever seen. He used to fuck movie stars and sniff coke in his dreams. A corrupted young mind at the age of thirteen. I just thought that was a dope line, man. Immortal Technique is an underrated rapper. He's probably one of the best rappers out there, man. Storytelling-wise and lyrically-wise. So that's my number one. Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique. Man, we chose some dark songs to... <laughs> to end off this episode here. Yeah, those are always the best songs. I'm not trying to be all dark and shit, but... Because it just paints, like, realistic aspects, you know, in the world. Like, not everything's going to be good. Like you have to have cautionary tales, you know. Nothing's going to be pretty. Exactly. Not everything's going to be pretty. That's yeah. what I mean. All right, so I guess that concludes our top five favorite storytelling songs. This is one of our shorter episodes. Dude, it is a shorter episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... So I guess next week we will, well, not, I guess, I don't know about next, I don't know if it'll be next week, but our next time we record, our next episode we come out with will be the classic album Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Um, hopefully that lightens the mood a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> after the this very dark turn we took right yeah. after doing Today Was a Good Day to Brenda's Got a Baby and Dance with the Devil. <laughs> So yeah, so next week we'll be doing, we will be reviewing Pain and Full by Eric B and Rakim, and we'll see you guys then. Alright, peace. Uh,